Amen. Evie Free. How are you guys this morning? The room has filled out just a little bit since we began. That's never a bad thing. Anybody have a good weekend? Yeah? Anybody do anything like spectacularly fun? Okay. That's okay. Well, my name is Austin. I'm one of the teaching and venue pastors here at EV Free. Uh, if this is your first time here, we want to welcome you uh, and say that we're just a group of people that love Jesus. We love to follow him. We love to worship him. And so occasionally once a month, we have a thing called Communion Sundays. And uh, beginning last month and for the upcoming season, uh, we're going to spend our Communion Sundays with extended worship, uh, extended time singing, praising, and praying to the Lord, uh, which means a little bit less time teaching. But I, I did want to get up here and give just uh, two thoughts on worship before we jump in. Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. All right. I got about 10 minutes with you guys here. Uh, so I pulled a passage that to me paints one of uh, the most glorious, beautiful pictures of worship. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 5. Don't be scared. Don't be nervous. But we're going to Revelation chapter 5. Uh, John is exiled to an island, and he's writing a letter uh, to a couple of churches that he oversees. And, and he's writing about this vision that he's having concerning God and worship and how the story comes to completion. And so we're going to pick it up in verse 1. Uh, but John is standing in this throne room. And Revelation 5, verse 1 says, Then I, John, saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. Now, if you talked to a scholar, they would probably tell you this scroll represents the completeness of human history from the very beginning to the way that it will end. Um, and the text says in verse 2 uh, that John sees a mighty angel. And in this throne room, the mighty angel is proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and to open the scroll? In other words, who is worthy to be at the center and the completeness and the fulfillment of human history? And for John, he and his churches are in the midst of some persecution. So John really wants to know how the story ends. Uh, but once the angel proclaims this, John says, But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside of it. Oh, John's devastated. He, he, he wants to know how the story is going to end. So verse 4 says, And then I wept and I wept and I wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or to look inside of it. No one was worthy to be at the center and the fulfillment of human history. And so John is crushed. But in verse 5, it says, But then one of the elders in the throne room said to me, John, do not weep. Look, the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has triumphed. And he is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And so John begins to stop his weeping and he's filled with joy. And as he looks the direction that the elder is pointing towards the lion, John doesn't see a lion. Instead, verse 6 says, Then I saw a lamb. 
a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. Then the lamb went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, now see this in your mind, the lamb is at the center of the throne room. Surrounded by the four living creatures and surrounded by the 24 elders. And when the lamb had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. And each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And then watch this. As they encircle the lamb, it says, and they sang a new song. They proclaimed a new song saying, you are worthy. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made everyone to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. And so here is John in the middle of this throne room next to a slain lamb. And the throne room begins to fill with the sound of singing. It begins to fill with the sound of songs from these four creatures and these 24 elders. But but then the song begins to get louder. And so John looks beyond the 24 elders. And it says, then I looked. And beyond the 24 elders, I heard the voice of many angels. Angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. And they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice, they were singing. They were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and praise. Jesus, as the slain lamb, is at the center. And the voice of worship is getting louder. And then as John looks beyond this multitude, this myriad of angels, he sees something even greater than this. Verse 13 says, Then I heard, beyond the angels, every creature in heaven... Every creature on the earth, every creature under the earth, and every creature on the sea and all that is in the sea saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. You see, John is told that a lion, the lion from the root of David, has triumphed. But when John turns to look at the lion, he sees a slain lamb. The lamb that was on the cross, whose blood purchased for God people from every tribe, every nation, every people group, every language. And so the scene begins with just these four living creatures and these 24 elders singing of the triumph of the cross in human history. And then that song expands to the angels. And the angels begin to sing of the triumph of the cross in human history. And then it expands to every creature in the entire cosmos as everyone sings, worthy 
is the Lamb. As they sing of the triumph of the cross. And I think there's probably two things to pull away from this passage. First is that Jesus, as the slain Lamb, is always at the center of human history. So there is something about worship that when we worship, it, it, it reorients our priorities. It, it reorients who or what is at the center. And for the vision of John, when you, when you enter into true worship, and when you begin to proclaim with your lips that Jesus is worthy, it, it begins to put Jesus back in the center. You see, oftentimes we can put too many other things in the center. We, we, we put ourselves at the center of our story. We put a significant other or someone we want to be a significant other in the center of our stories. We put our job or our resources or our wealth or our status at the center of the story. But the story of the gospel is that Jesus is the center of the story. And so when we begin to sing, when we gather together to sing individually, personally, Jesus becomes the center and everything else begins to fade. The second thing we notice is that when we sing, it's as much as something does happen individually, this is a corporate song that we're singing. And when we're singing, we begin to hear the voices of our friends or our spouses or our families or our roommates singing with us. And then if we were to begin to listen a little bit closer, you'll hear the voices of strangers all throughout this room singing this song, Worthy is the Lamb, Great is the Triumph of the cross, and then if you were to step back and listen with the voice of your spirit, you would hear churches all around the globe singing this song, Worthy is the Lamb. Great is the triumph of the cross. And so when we worship, two things happen. One, Jesus becomes the center. And two, we join in with a universal, cosmic song that Jesus is worthy, and he's greatly to be praised. (laughs) Paul had this same idea, and he encouraged his churches to remember the triumph of the cross, to remember the lamb that was slain. Paul's talking uh, to one of his churches in 1 Corinthians, and it says this in chapter 11, verse 23. It says, For I, Paul, received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And finally, for whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Whenever you come to the table and take this bread and take this cup, you join in with the song of the cosmos, with the song of the universe, that Jesus is worthy. And so this morning, we just want to open up some extended time to worship. For the next 30 or 35 minutes, we're going to put songs of praise on our lips. Prayers that say, Jesus, you're worthy. Jesus, you're holy, and and we're going to actually kind of do it in three spheres. One is, first, we want to pray and sing towards our church. 
towards this local congregation here, that among these people that gather here, we would be shaped and formed into disciples. The second circle is we want, we want to pray for our city. People out there who, who currently do worship Jesus or don't worship Jesus, but that North Orange County will become a place that is filled with the praise of Jesus. And finally, we want to pray for people in churches all over the globe as this song of the triumph of the cross is expanding to the ends of the earth. That's what we want to do this morning. And so we're going to sing this morning. We're going to pray. Uh, there, there are stations of communion up here and on the sides of the room. And we'd encourage you, when you're ready, go to one of the tables. And as you take the bread and as you take the cup, remember that we are, we are joining in with a universal cosmic song when we do this. And also we are recentering our individual lives so that Jesus is the center. If EV Free is your home church, like you're just, this is your home church and you know it's your home church. And if you don't know if it's your home church, it's probably not your home church. Uh, but if EV Free is your home church and giving is a part of your worship, we, we have giving boxes on the side. And so you may come and take communion and go back and sit down and you may go back and say, Lord, help me to be a generous person. Help me to give my finances to you in the same way that I give my time and my energy to you. And make that an act of worship this morning. And finally, we have space. We have aisles. We have wings. We have all this space in the front. If you need a little bit of extra space like I do because I'm 6'6", um, feel free to find a space in the room. To find a posture that is representative of the place that you're in. Maybe that is expressive and it's hands raised. Maybe like this vision in Revelation, it's, it's you fall to your knees to sing. But this morning, let's, let's sing together. Let's proclaim together. Let's pray together and let's lean in. And say, Jesus, would you be the center of my life? And would you help me to realize that this story is about something much larger than just my life? but it's about what you're doing across the globe. And so for the next 30 or 35 minutes, we're just going to worship. We're going to worship with song and with prayer. So would you stand with me as we, as we begin to, to lean into this? Jesus, we pause for just a moment. We pause to settle our hearts. We pause to still our minds. And Holy Spirit, we invite you into this room right now. We invite you to fill this space. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to lead us. Lead us to your table. Lead us back to the cross. Help us that regardless of where we are in life, that we would begin to move you back to the center. And Jesus, as we sing... Would you give us the revelation that we are joining with millions of people around the world singing, worthy is the lamb who was slain, with whose blood purchased for God people from every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every people group. Holy Spirit, in a profound way, we invite you here in this moment. It's in your name that we pray. Let's worship together.